0: Thank you, Nathan, for coming down to the, the the bowels of APL. We're down here in this wonderful like this barbecue campfire bar.
1: I love it. Okay, we got the cow print table. Yeah. We got the we got steer framed in the background. The full experience. Some bourbon up there. It's great.
0: So you are with the wonderful group West Coast Prime Meats. Yep. So for folks who are not familiar with you guys, what's the best way to what's the elevator pitch? How do you describe what you guys do?
1: Uh, to be short, so we are an independent distributor independent meaning we're not owned by a public company we're privately owned we're an independent distributor on the west coast who focuses solely on center of the plate proteins like uh steaks poultry lamb veal we have a grinding room we do hamburgers custom blends things like that uh and we have, a, we have a, a poultry room on site where we can cut you airline breasts or whatever you want from that side of things. So uh, we reach from Santa Barbara down to San Diego. We even go out to Hawaii. We're in Las Vegas six days a week. We're in San Diego all the time. And uh, we're probably gonna make our way out to Arizona shortly. It's a big footprint. Yeah.
0: So with that being said, what is, what, what's going on behind the scenes that makes that possible? How do you describe? The growth and the history of what you guys have been up
1: to. Uh, the growth I can attribute to a few things. So first, our founders are from, and even I was from the Claim Jumper restaurant chain. So they're they're really popular out west. I don't know about nationally. Yeah. We had some. We had a unit in Denver. We had some out in the uh, out in the Chicago area. At, the, at our peak, we had forty restaurants. Those you are some about- big cuts. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> go, go ahead, well, they sorry. were famous. No, were but famous, you're right yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. They
1: were famous. Like you went there and it was funny cause my brother-in-law and I, we used to go there and see like, oh, I wonder if we can eat the whole beef rib, you know? They were known for that. So, um, but we came from that side. And so we've been on the restaurant side, side of the deal. So we know like we're supplying restaurants now and we know, hey, um, it's about quality. It's about yield. It's about fair and transparent pricing. It's about these things. So I think that along with um, our founders um, and some of their, their connections and some of their, uh, the people they've known from the restaurant days. I think it's a combination of those things and our service level too. Um, we'll take deliveries up till 8 p.m. Most other guys will cut you off at 1 or 2 p.m. in the afternoon. If you're a chef and you're running a restaurant, you're like, oh, you want me to have my order right. at lunchtime? Like, that doesn't really work, you know? So um, you, we have a couple of those types of things that will help differentiate us from some of the other guys. But um, I think on the growth side, it's that customer service aspect and then also the, the restaurant connections we've had. And since then, it's just really been more about we just constantly keep trying to just execute the same thing over and over. I mean, even even tonight at this event, I mean, we don't we don't market a whole lot. we, yeah. we try to just provide great service and yep. see what happens. You know, it's the type of
0: it's the type of thing when, when people talk about. You know, they don't have a marketing budget. It's, it's all very word of mouth. And, and I can imagine that when you have a product that's so well received and understood of like how you guys from. The, the inception of what you guys do through carrying that to your restaurants and your chefs that there isn't much to explain. It's it's in the product. Hopefully.
1: Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We're not perfect. We screw up sometimes, but the the good thing we have with restaurants is we'll screw it up but then we'll we'll come and pick it up and deliver the right stuff the next day. So we realize it though, but that's that's from coming from the restaurant side. Yeah. So I think that's been a big deal for us. Um, and just growth-wise, we've just happen to partner with a lot of a lot of the uh, the right people. The right we have a good sales team out there. They know and understand um, center of the plate. Like I'm not, we're not out there like going, hey, do you want to buy some straws from us? Or hey, yeah, uh, yeah. who's your napkin supplier? Like we don't we don't care about that stuff. We want to sell you high-end proteins, we want to sell you dry-aged steaks, we want to sell you uh, pork, we want to sell you Nyman Ranch, who's, who actually is certified humane and has all these other attributes to him. We want to sell you good products. So it's, it's a little different, it's a little more focused. Uh,
0: how do you think the consumer and, and just the, the chef world has changed in terms of knowing that there's options out there and that there's real selection?
1: Well, it's it's funny um, on a few levels. First of all, the, and you know this, the footprint's changed. Yeah. Um, even back from, you know, going back to claim jumper. I mean, we were like, Hey, we got 10,000 square feet. How can we build 14,000 square feet? Like we can just keep packing them in like, well, the more people, the better. Right. Yeah. Um, but the footprints change. So it's, it's a smaller restaurant. It's a, and, um, that's a big difference that affects cooler sizes. That affects uh, a bunch of different things. It also lets them be more flexible in their purchasing. They're like, okay, good. I don't need nine cases of brisket. I need two cases and I need it to be from a good guy and a good supplier. And then um, the other thing too is the chefs and consumers, chefs probably more so than the consumers at some point, like you go out in your neighborhood today probably and you start talking like never ever with your neighbor and he's probably like, what are you talking about? You know, so you, you don't get that stuff, but at least our chefs they're they're starting to get educated. And a lot of it, some of it's social media, some of it's things like this podcast, some of it's just information based, but I think a lot of it's the younger generation too. They want, even me, I want to, That's why I'm lining with some of these brands. I want to know where this stuff's coming from. I'm not buying your story that you produce this on 100,000 acres and they're, oh, you had 10,000 cattle. Like, that's not interesting to me. I want to know that this farmer raised it. I want to know that it came from this guy and it's a true story. And I think the chefs are figuring that out too. And uh, I think that's where we're actually also gain some traction as well. So
0: a, a big theme I've been hearing tonight is just being very, um, aware of not waste uh, of any aspect, yeah. um, I, I, when, when that's maybe a priority or a focus of people of, of just trying to be smart but you know, not be too lean. Like wh- what have you found that what's the balance What's the delicate balance of, of, you know, really leveraging what you guys do well, but then also being. Being aware of you know how that can impact down the line.
1: Um, that's a, that's a great question because um, we get asked that all the time in terms of like we'll have a chef go, hey, I want something sustainable. I was like, okay, well, what okay. does sustainable mean to you? Right. Is it is it mean it's local? Okay, because that's an option. But just so you know, if you want a good steak, it's probably not going to come from. Bakersfield or it's not going to come from Fresno not the, actually there is, okay. I actually know a guy who has good steak out there But anyway, <laughs> well, I get the, um, idea what you're you know, about. but in gen, like in general and all that stuff and then you think about it, too Okay, well if you're gonna feed an Angus steak in California Where are you gonna get all the corn because we don't grow corn in California? so if you're having to truck corn in ten times a week and you're going okay or
0: it doesn't balance out or I can
1: come to a, a a ranch in Colorado or a ranch in Nebraska or a ranch in Iowa and they they feed them grow them it's on a farm that's been it's it's been in the family for generations Um, they they support the local economy they um, they rotate crops properly so it's like a little ecosystem going on and then they make one shipment of you know whatever out to us i'm trying to explain to guys i'm like that's way more sustainable that's a that's a much smaller footprint than you think you're buying local but eh, maybe not it's a different way of thinking about being yeah and 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 what your footprint is and all that thing um but you know um and also at the end of the day too i mean the the chefs now also understand that um you can't just take a tenderloin or you can't just take a strip loin it's like hey i got to figure out a way to use the chuck or hey i'd be better off just taking the whole tenderloin and I can make tacos out of this. I can make filet out of this. Like, ooh, that could go into a soup and this, you know, that's whatever it is. And a lot more options. Yeah, so when, yeah. They, when they start thinking holistically about the animal and the cuts coming from it, that's where they can, they they can leverage that, I guess, as well. Yeah.
0: So. Uh, do you feel that there's a stigma at all associated with the work that someone like West Coast Prime Meats does because people are, you know, they want to, they want to have both sides. They want, they want to, be humane and they want their meat or the, you know they want to conserve and they want local yet you know they want flavor and, and value and all these like which one do you want I'll pick one you know
1: uh, customer customer drives that and the way yeah. I, I first first and foremost it's important that general public needs to start demanding this from the restaurants they go to so that the chefs start demanding it from distributors like us because if i had my preference i would only buy those types of products and only carry those types of products. But you have those products, but you have the the economies of it at some yep. point where you have to go. Okay, well, this guy wants this. I'm gonna bring it in and stock it for him, even though I'd rather be doing this. This is what I got to do. So it's it's a careful balance, um, but you manage through it. And I think every year you get through and you go. There's a couple more percentage every year where the the pendulum slowly starting to shift, where it's moving the direction where we'd rather just be in general. So yeah.
0: I think it's great to hear, especially with like Nyman Ranch, when they're talking about being conscious, being involved in every aspect of the process, and yet you can still demand a price that you can grow and 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 you know like you can, you can offer a phenomenal product and you can be sustainable or you can be more be conscious of you know, how how you're supporting those restaurants or ranchers or local stores.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, and we. That's that's actually the fun part of the business for us because like, again, we we actually like promoting those brands. Yeah. So if yeah. You, you feel good, you sleep well at night knowing you're like, hey, you know, this came from this came from. I met that guy. You're you right, know? Yeah, yeah. you can put a face <laughs> so, to it. Yeah so. yeah.
0: so for folks who want to find out more about West Coast Prime Meats, where should they go? Where's a good place?
1: Um, you can go to our website. Um, admittedly, I think. I think uh, a couple of others and I actually update that, but we yeah. don't, not too often. Sure. So I should probably go check it. It's a see good what, website. See what's on, yeah, you know, it's okay. But <laughs> um, you know, honestly, check the website. You can email us on the info link um, at West Coast Prime Meats and, and I'll probably get it and a few other people will get it and, and we'll figure it out, so.
0: Cool, Yeah, Nathan, thank you so much for chatting and uh, looking forward to hearing more about you guys in the future.
1: Yeah, good, thanks, thanks for having us.